Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Alex Gehring. And I'm Bobby Howe. Bobby, Alex! your basement flooded. Yeah, well, not a real and flood. It, it, well, but more importantly, your, your misfortune is my fortune, and I won bingo. Oh, you did win bingo. 2020 bingo. That's right, you won 2020 bingo. So I did. Tell us the story, Bobby. So it was Monday. About one, my husband went downstairs and I hear, oh, S word. And I'm like, hmm, that can't be good. So I go downstairs and there is just water. Not everywhere, but like a quarter of the basement, there's water. And like, I walked across a rug and my sock got instantly wet. And then I see there's, you know, we had a toilet backup and uh, it went everywhere. And so, uh, he got out the wet vac, started vacuuming everything up. Um, it just was, you know, just a fun Monday that was like, and I had a two o'clock Zoom. So this happened right before that. And I'm rushing around trying to do, you know, get everything. And then, so everything had been vacuumed up with the wet vac and then it was just sitting there. Then the wet vac started to leak. Oh, geez. <laughs> so it's fine. The Peloton was fine. My treadmill was fine. Um, the Hot Wheels were fine. The only thing is there were some uh, vintage movie and video game posters. My husband had, frick, 20, 30 posters all in cardboard things, and they were just sitting outside the movie room right, um, on the floor. And so some of those died. They, there was no resurrecting. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it does. But he's like, you know, if I really cared about them, I would have had them in, you know, in framed, and they'd been on the wall, or they wouldn't have been sitting on the floor. And I'm like... We had them sitting on the floor because we've already flooded. We installed right. uh, drain tiles around three sides of our house. We didn't think we were going to flood, you know, from the outside again. So that was that was fun. I'm sorry. That sounds yeah. lousy. I'm in the middle of you're giving me a nightmare because I'm in the middle of. So you know, I finished my basement, right? Uh, you know, several months ago. Well, now we're finishing the the bathroom in the basement because we hadn't put that fully together yet. So right. we're finishing that up uh, so that part of it's because Charlie is officially potty trained. Woo woo! Which is Merry very Christmas. exciting. Yeah, no kidding. Merry Christmas. Now I'm excluding nighttime, but you okay. know, no, give, that give was, me a, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. That come takes on. a while. I, throw me a little something here. <laughs> and so, so what we're uh, what we're uh, we can't have her playing downstairs though in the basement, which we finished for her right. because it takes a little too long to get up to the potty um, right. from the basement. So we got to right. get that thing done so that she can actually enjoy it uh, right. a little bit more. So because anyway. it still takes a while before they recognize I need to give advance notice that this is happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and and she's not allowed to pee on the carpet um, more than <laughs> she's not allowed to pee anywhere else. I mean, the carpet downstairs. It was like, we got a nice carpet down there. Okay. I just like the sense she's not allowed to pee on the carpet. Like she might've been able to, but she, she's not. Well, yeah. Like, like six months ago, if she peed on the carpet, I would have been like, all right, you know, right. That, that's really got sucks. It. And I hate that, but you know, she's now, no, she's a youngin. now, now she's might as well be a preteen. Wow. I get it. Well, so we're getting a puppy next week. And so I, I anticipate there being that. peeing on the carpet. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Um, still, but it's so worth it. Puppies are great. Puppies are great. But I've already warned my child, like, you're going to get angry with puppy. Puppy's going to, to yeah. choose some things that you like. 
and we will have to replace them. Right. I said, the reason puppies are cute are so that people don't kill them. Exactly. Because if yeah. they were ugly, you'd just be like, well, you're stupid. You chewed up my stuff. And then they would kill them. But because yeah, they're cute. Yeah, you'd step on them. Yeah, like great. a bug. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you'd trap them like a vermin. Yeah. You put, yep. Amber's making bad faces. She's just like, you people are crazy. You've lost your no, mind. No, but it's true. The yes. thing about puppies is that if you, uh, you, I mean, you're totally right. They're, they're super cute, but they really only spend about 45 minutes of the day at maximum, um, other than w when they're awake, being right. cute. Right. You just remember it mm -hmm. so much more because they're so cute. You remember yep. that more than all of the time that they spend tearing up your underwear, for instance. Exactly. Um, that's what happens at my house. My dog devours my underwear and he's seven yeah. or, or six. So it's like, yeah, it still eats my, eats my clothes. That's anyway. All right. So it's that time of year. Yes. And by that time, I mean, it's almost the freaking end of the year. And isn't it going to be the new year when they hear this? I think it's going to be the new year when they hear it's this. Gonna it's going to be the new year. year when they hear this. <laughs> it's going to be the new year when they, right, Amber? Yeah. <laughs> January 13th is today, y'all. Okay. But here's, here's the thing. We're recording this at a time where you know, I am asking the question to everybody uh, that hasn't done business planning yet, um, which is scary that some people haven't done business planning yet. But I'm asking the question, what, what is your goal? What is it that I can do? to help you achieve your goal in 2021? And how can I help hold you accountable to your goal? Um, and do you ask, do you want me to hold you accountable to your goal? Cause that's some people don't actually want to be held accountable to the goal. Yeah. You know, uh, no, you know, I don't ask that. I, 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 I mean, if they tell me that they don't want to, that's just fine. But I, I want to know what their goals are and I want to be, I want to be, I want to play some role in that. I think that so, that's, that's an important piece. The reason I like that question or the, on a scale of one to 10, how honest do you want me to be with you or how accountable do you want me to right. hold you to your goals is sure. they will typically say 10, they're a nine or a 10. They won't sure. typically say, I want to own the decision of having you be accountable. Exactly. Yeah, so then whenever right. you come to them and you say, Hey, you said your goal was here, but you're activities are only going to lead you to here. And then they try to give you all lights and excuses. And sure. you're like, but you said you wanted a 10. You wanted me to be honest with you. You know, one of my favorite quotes, and we've probably, I probably said on the podcast before we've done other uh, business planning uh, episodes is too often we love people out of this business. You're not reaching your goal, but that's okay. You had this come up. You've done this. When I hold you accountable, when I'm really tough with you and say, knock it off, go do what you need right. to do. I'm actually showing you that I love you, even exactly. though it hurts and it's painful. Yep. It's painful for both parties. Yep. I am actually showing you that I love you that way. But whenever I just, I excuse it away and say, oh, you'll get it next year. or You'll get it next month. I'm actually giving you the path to get out of the business. That's right. That's right. I agree with you. A hundred percent. I feel like most of my people are coming to me to have me hold them accountable. And um, so it, it isn't. Most that people, isn't, well, most people want to be held accountable until you hold until them accountable. Until they don't. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I don't know any other way. I don't know. I don't think. Right. That's just, that's who we are. That's our, what we're ingrained to do, man. That's exactly. Exactly. That's where we are. So, um, are you, I mean, your, your business plan is ready for next year. 
it's always ready to go at any point in time. I can pull it out and do whatever with it. So yeah. Yeah. So well, you know that there are people that don't have it ready to go. Well, there's people that never have it ready to go or they, they, they have they've it never in even their head. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have an idea in their head, but they've not worked back why that's important to them. Sure. And you know, it, when you truly want to hit your goals, you have to drill it down to something of uh, being a point of emotional that if you don't get this, things aren't going to do, you're not right. going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish, but at an emotional level. So many realtors just go, I want to make $60,000 next year. And it's just a number that they pick out of the air and they all pick the same number. I don't know why. And that's, they don't have any tie to that. So if they hit 60, great. If they don't hit 60, no big deal because there was no tie to what $60,000 or selling 60 houses or whatever. There's no emotional tie. There's to that. no process. Yeah. There's no process put in place. Here's, and this is, I want, and we can talk more about this with, with Terry. Cause I yeah. know that with, so, so we're going to have Terry Johnson on today. Uh, she does a lot of, uh, she, her, she does ninja installations. Uh, I know a lot of us have been through uh, some, some ninja installations before and maybe have done private coaching uh, with people that are, uh, that do a lot of ninja. Um, and I'm a ninja guy. I love ninja a lot. Um, processes like are a huge piece of that puzzle. But mm -hmm. what's interesting is that it seems like people, and I want to talk to Terry about this there. I think it's like popular to be able to say, I don't really have a process. Like yeah. they, they think it's, they think it's edgy or hip to be like, yeah, I, not a process. Mm -hmm. No, my process. I don't, I don't have one. Mm -hmm. Like, like, Ooh, it's magic. More about it just that. happens. Cause yeah. I'm awesome. Yeah, no. Try it being consistent with that. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting, I can't wait to talk to Terry a little bit. Well, it's the same thing as the people that are so adamant that I don't use scripts. Ugh, I would never right. use a script ever. And I, never, I never rehearse what I would say to somebody. But I guarantee you, you have multiple situations that happen to you. And when they happen, you say the same thing exactly. every time. That is a script. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have to be written down or provided by somebody else for it to be a script. Oh, I also love whenever somebody takes like, you know, a top producer script and, you know, somebody that sells 4,000 houses in their career and they say, but those aren't my words. You're exactly, those aren't your words because you've not sold 4,000 houses. <laughs> Use these words and maybe you could go sell 4,000 houses. You know, it, it always amazes me of how we excuse ourselves out of like, this is, those are, sure. I, that doesn't work for me because that's not who I am. But is that what you want to be? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe their words work. I don't know. And you can shot. make modifications to make them sound more like you. Yes. You can figure that out. Yeah. It's the, it, but you got to do it. Mm -hmm. so really, really, people just don't want to do it. Right. Especially when, you know, we got how many, how many realtors do we have in the marketplace right now? 12,000-ish. Okay, 12,000-ish. And of that 12,000, if you were to guess, and, and it's okay, because now you're not president anymore by the time this airs. <laughs> If, if, if you were to guess of that 12,000, what, how many of those people do you think have consistent processes that they put into place in order to have a business, not, not, not a, not a successful year, but a business? Are we just considering rainmakers or people, or are we also considering people that might happen to be on a team? So their team has a process that's well, if I'm just talking the main, like 
Maine. No, we can count those people. Those are our real right, I'm trying to figure out how many people will be on a team. I, I'm going to say under 1,000. My, my gut instinct's like 500. Yeah, I would, I would, that would be my, my guess is about yeah. 500. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. So you want to stand out? Listen to this podcast. That's right. You want to you stand out and you haven't done any of this stuff yet, even though it's January 13th? You better listen to this podcast. You're, There's a sense of urgency up in here. You mean you're always 60 days out from where you are now is your business is 60 days out from there. So January 13th, you're basically through quarter one of the year. That's right. March 13th. Yeah. I mean, That's March you 13th, you, you, you better be ready for spring. Yeah. You're, you're, a, month, you're a month late. Yeah. You're, you've, you've missed the spring market on January 13th. And people, people think it's hyperbole, but it's really it's not. not. You've That's got real. to be thinking ahead and doing that. That's right. All right. I have a book bit today. Ooh. I know. A book. I, I love your book bits. I'm shocked I actually haven't done this when I had to text Amber yesterday or email Amber. And I said, have I really not done this book? Because I talk about it. I, it's in all of my classes. So. Let's hear it. What is it? Do, 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 do. Bobby's book bit. Casey, I was really worried I was not going to get my song. I, I was. I jumped in. I jumped I know, in. You, I did. Am you saw faithful. my eyes. My eyes contacted you and said, do the song. <laughs> so my book bit for today, Simon Sinek, start with why. Can you, you believe it? No. What? 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 I went back through my list. I asked Amber. She went through her list. We have not done start with why. How have we not done start with why? So, I don't know. In order to answer that question, we'd need to analyze, start with how. <gasps> that was a really bad joke. It doesn't oh, really work. Sorry. Also, your gestures and animations don't work on podcasts because <laughs> no one can see your chair roll and the hands up. Like He did a mic drop, guys, just so you know. He did a mic drop, but you <laughs> So start with why, Simon Sinek. You've probably heard it. Have you not? Just go Google his TED Talk from 2009. It's over 25 million views, probably 50 million views right now. It's 18 minutes of your life, but it's probably the best 18 minutes you'll ever spend. And there was another video. Where did I see that video recently? That's another version of it. I feel like it was an NAR thing. There's another mm -hmm. video where he talks about creating that video and it's an amazing, I, I need to find it and we'll, I need to remember where I saw it. I saw it twice. It'll come to me. We'll get it. Anyways, um, so really it's just, the book is about his mission to help other people do work. My, my favorite quote from the book is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. When we That's think right. of the products and the brands that we are overly loyal to, like Apple, we just buy it because we buy into who Apple is. It doesn't really mean that we need the new phone every time it comes out, but we're so ingrained in why in Apple's why that we want to be a part of that and we become loyal to that. Mm -hmm. um, he uses Apple through an example throughout the book. He uses Harley Davidson as companies throughout the book. And then he also throws in other companies that we that people don't have as much loyalty to. And those companies are just about what they do, not why they do it. Um, he talks about the golden circle. And what I really love about the golden circle is when he talks about our brain and he talks about our neocortex versus our limbic brains. And it's the perfect example of people have a really hard time expressing why they do 
because the limbic and neocortex are responsible for different parts of our brains. One part's are responsible for our emotions, the other part's responsible for our language, and they don't often go together. It's why so often when someone says, hey, Alex, why do you love your spouse? You have a hard time putting into words everything that you love about your spouse. Emotionally, your brain knows you love your spouse, but the part that has the language center doesn't, they don't connect together so that you can actually use those words and express what you do. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important. Um, there's three quick lessons in the book because that's the format that I like to follow. The first one is if you want to inspire others, you always communicate your why first. So whenever we're talking with our clients, you know, it's really important. I've discovered whenever I started communicating my why with my clients that we developed a deeper relationship. And my why is that I've been in this business for, you know, my entire life. I saw my mom who didn't put her family first. And for me, it's to create an amazing life experiences with my family. And so I'm doing this to give my family something I didn't have. And people connect to that. They understand that because they recognize something in their lives that they didn't have. The second lesson, and I know that we have a lot of solo agents, but this even applies to them. Excited employees are the best resource for any business, you know, and if you don't, mm -hmm. if you're a solo agent, your family is your employees because they're mm -hmm. going to keep you motivated. They're going to keep you doing what you need to do. But whenever we start hiring people, whether it's just an admin or we're bringing other people on, they need to be bought into our why and what we're doing and where it can take them and their lives. And they will help expand and grow the company even faster. And then the third one is you do not need sleazy sales tactics when you start with your why, you know, there's, um, the way that we get business is through by being motivational or by using promotions and promotions always have a gag to it. It's your price. It's your price. It's your, um, it's the, 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 whenever I do this, I do actually do a session when I talk, do start with why. And is it the new, um, Hyundai smart park? No one needs the smart park feature, but it's just a little, you know, thing that's fun and they do it. And there's a really funny, um, Boston, bunch of Boston actors that do the smart park. And it's a really funny commercial and no one actually needs the smart park, but it's a gimmick to get people to buy the thing. Right. And sometimes in real estate, we do gimmicks, but when you start with your why, you don't have to do gimmicks to get business. So start with why Simon Sinek, Ted talk. Ta -da! Mm, I like it. Well, and I think that it's important to know that even if you're not communicating your why, if, if you, if you don't know what it is that you do have one, yeah. you do have a why. And the public is going to decide what your why is for you mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And it might not be very flattering. You exactly. gotta, you've got to think about what it is. Yep. You've got to think about what it is. I love the idea. Of, and I don't think I necessarily do a very good job of that, making sure that people know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's really, it's really easy and it's very, it, can, it helps connect us. So. Yeah. I think yeah. that people see thinking about your why is like a, like just like the first step of a business plan half the time. And it's more than that. I always think you need to go five levels deep. So why do I, what do I want to accomplish this year? Start there, then say, right. why is that important to me? Answer that and then ask that. So why is that important? If you do it five times, ask yourself why five times until you get to the real core. I actually did this on a group call recently. Somebody was talking about something. There was a bunch of people and I said, I'm sorry, I'm gonna coach you for a moment. And he actually, you could actually, by the time we got to the fourth why, all of a sudden the light bulb went off and he's like, oh my gosh, I get it. But he had been way up here on a superficial level of why he's doing what he's doing. And when he got it, he's like, oh my God, that is why I do what I do. That's why I get out of bed every day. Right. Yeah. So, Boom. Wow. Done. You inspired me today, Bobby.
Well, you know what? You inspire me every day, Alex Caring. Oh. You know what? All right. Well, hey, should we bring on Terry Johnson? Let's bring in Terry. Habitat for Humanity of Kansas City has been a partner of KCRARs for years. You've probably heard about the work they're doing to help provide strength, stability, self-reliance, and shelter for the community. But did you know they also run a secondhand store that benefits their organization? The Habitat for Humanity Restore sells household items from furniture to appliances to building materials like cabinets, doors, windows, and more. All the proceeds from Restore sales support Habitat for Humanity's mission to make sure everyone in the world has a decent place to live. There are three main ways you can support Restore and Habitat for Humanity of Kansas City. Donating, volunteering, and shopping. If you have a client who's remodeling or fixing up their home to sell, suggest they donate any unneeded items to Restore so they can be used to raise money for Habitat. Or, if they're looking for second-hand items, shopping at the Restore not only supports our community, but also supports building affordable housing around the world. So, if you want to learn more about how to donate and volunteer, or where you can shop, you can visit Habitat.org slash Restores. R-E-S-T-O-R-E-S. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, and we're here with our guest today, Terry Johnson. Terry, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, I know Alex has been bragging about you for like the last month and a half as we've been trying to plan to get you on the podcast. So what do we need to know about Terry? Oh my goodness, where do I start? I, I say I've been a realtor forever, just starting my 32nd year in the business. Um, but proudly, uh, I embarked on the ninja path uh, about 20 years ago, and I have been a ninja realtor ever since. Now I'm an instructor and a coach as well. So I call myself just everything real estate. It's great I love to that. be here. So and you spent a lot of time in Kansas City doing installations for com- for various companies around the area. I have spent so much time in Kansas City. It's it almost feels like like my second ninja home. Um probably more in Kansas City than anywhere in the country over the last uh 12 years, I think. Awesome. So, so th- and there are a lot of our listeners that are are going to be familiar with you, I am sure. So, so, so Terry, nice for those you. who do not know what a ninja realtor is, what's a ninja realtor? Because there's going to be people who don't know, shockingly. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, shockingly. <laughs> um, so a ninja realtor, you know, a ninja realtor, we base the way we do business on relationships. Um, we proudly say that uh, we don't work with strangers. We work with people that know us, like us, and trust us. Of course, we work with strangers. We just make them people that know us, like us, and trust us faster. Um, But a ninja is somebody who does business basically effortlessly, or so it seems, because it's with people that they know. Um, So they seem to do it effortlessly. Uh, People often wonder about ninjas, are they working or are they playing? Because you never really know for sure, because it seems like they're always having fun. They're always with their people. They're always with their family. Um, So it's just a way of doing business that's so much more comfortable than any other of the sales platforms. We don't sell. In fact, one of our claims to fame is stop selling and start attracting. And we love the fact that we attract people to us we, we have no sales pitches. We, um, people don't like to be sold. So that's short, short version. 
Awesome. And, and it, you summed it up like perfectly. That's the best summary of Ninja that, that uh, I've heard. It, that, that, that's exactly right. And it's so true that I've got, I've got people that are newer to the business. When I start talking, I was just telling Bobby about this. You have people that um, see some of the ninjas and how successful they are, but don't see everything that's happening behind the scenes. They don't see the processes. They don't see the morning routines. And they want to emulate those people, but they're under the impression that they don't have a process because they don't Correct. see them in there and they haven't been through installation. They haven't been through the things that uh, they, they need to go through in order to understand that those people are working and they're working hard and they're hustling. You just, you don't see it in the middle of the day because they're out working. Absolutely. You know, what are the goal of Ninja Selling, Bobby? I love the goal of Ninja Selling because it speaks to so many of us and it's to increase our income per hour. But the best part is so we can have a life. It's the only platform I know of, and trust me, in 32 years, I've been to all of them, but it's the only one that wants you to have a life outside of real estate and not work 24-7, 365. So I love that. And, and Terry, I, I love that too. So I'm a second generation realtor. I've been doing this since I was literally eight years old. So I've been there and, and I do keynote speeches where I you know teach agents how to not let this business eat you up and spit you out because it will. And one of the things I talk about is that work-life balance is a misnomer, is that there ha you, there, you, there's times you have to put in the work, but there's also times you have to take time for your life as well, because we're not working to do all this for no reason. We need to teach agents how to have a life. Um, right. Terry, you don't know this, but right now it's January 13th. So <laughs> for those people that are listening right now in January 13th, who've not started to plan for this year, where should they start? Because we've taught, brought you on here to talk about all your business planning expertise. Where do they need to start? They need a plan. Let me give you an example. I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, let's pretend that I was going to walk to Kansas City. Uh, in order to do that, I would have to have a plan. I would have to know how far I can walk each day. Um, I would have to have the right shoes. I would have to know what the weather's going to be like so I could bring all the accoutrements to uh, be comfortable on that journey. But I'd need a map. And that's really what business planning is, is what am I going to do every step of the way? Uh, I, I don't mean to step on toes, but I, I'm not really great at softening the blow. Um, friends, I'm going to tell you right now, if you have a goal, like an income goal, that is not a plan. It is not a plan. It, it's actually, if it's not in writing, it's not even a goal. It's just a, a dream. Um, you need to have a business plan. And I would be honored to anyone who's on this call to, um, to have a little business planning session and, and show you how important it is to know where you're going so you can actually get there. See, see the first 11 years of my business prior to Ninja, I always got there. But if you had asked me how, I always tell the truth. So here would have been the truth. Uh, let's see. Um, luck, right place at the, I don't know how I got here. You know, but I've worked, I've worked so hard. That's how I got here, right? Seven days a week, 24 hours a day at the cost of family, children, and everything. Well, wow. Who does that? Our industry. They do it all the time. And that's not a good plan. 
it's not, not sustainable. It's, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Yeah. It's, it's got, you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan in writing. It's, I love to say these three things about any plan. It needs to be concise. It needs to be measurable. And it needs to be, if this is a word, schedulable. If it's, if you can't put it on your calendar, if you can't measure your progress, you don't really have a plan. You're just daydreaming. That's and all there is to it. You've got yeah. to be able to say how much time you really spend on your business. Yes. You've got yes. to be able to say that every week. And I, don't, yep. I think a lot of people forget about that. They don't want to turn this into a business. Well, and one of the things that uh, I get a lot of pushback on in Ninja is um, we're going to increase our income per hour so we can have a life. That's our goal, right? Mm -hmm. And the pushback comes with, well, okay, I thought she knew what she was talking about. We don't get paid per hour. We get paid per commission. Well, I respectfully disagree with your thought process. You do get paid per hour. I remember a transaction back in the early 90s, and I always laugh at myself and allow others to do so. But after it was over and all the money I gave away and all the time I spent, I had enough money left to go out to lunch and get my nails done. Um, you know, jokingly, I say maybe I've made 75 cents an hour. I don't know. But you do get paid hourly. You just don't know because you're not running your multi-million dollar corporation that, by the way, you're the CEO of um, on purpose. You're completely, totally running your business on accident. And, and that can happen, but not consistently. Sure. And so often we see um, realtors who allowed these clients in their lives that will run them into the ground, that will stretch them out for eight, nine, 10 years looking to buy or sell real estate. And whenever you ask them, why haven't you released them so that you can focus on people who actually want to, I don't know, buy or sell real estate, they'll say, but I'm owed something. I've been with them for so long, I'm owed something when they don't realize right. they're in the negative at this point. Right, exactly. Yep, absolutely. Terry, where should there there are some people, especially in our industry, who just aren't natural planners. So where should those people start? Ooh, where should they start? Just to give you a little bit of context, before you came on, I, I asked Bobby. Bobby's the president of the regional association. And I asked her of the twelve thousand members that we have in Kansas City, how many of them, and I told her it was okay because we're it's she's no longer the president once this airs. How many of our members do you think actually have a, any kind of measurable plan? They, they have a process that they're putting into place um, every day. And she figured maybe 500, maybe. And that, that might, right. it, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, that might be a pretty strong number, actually. Right. <laughs> what, so for the approximately 11,500 people that are not planners and do not have any processes, this world is so big. Where, where do you start? Gosh. Oh, how do I answer that without having thought about it? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to shoot from the hip. Um, this is one of my favorites, which is why nobody's ever asked me to run their company. I'm sure this is one of my favorite lines. Okay. Um, is your life going to be better or worse 90 days from now without any money? Mm. Um, that's a, not a very eloquent way to say, what are you thinking? You think money's just going to knock on your door? Um, okay, so you're not a planner. Become one. Um, here's a really great example. Uh, I have a lot of uh, students right now 
um, that go, Terry, well, I'm not good on video and, and COVID has really just taken the, the, the wind out of my sails. And my response is, well, then get good on it. I wasn't good, at, got good on it in March, but if I wanted to make any money for the last month, nine months, I had to get on, good on it in a very short order. Um, rearrange my office, set up a, a you know, a, a way to look professional and sound professional. And so um, I just, uh, I very um, pointedly say that if you want to run a great business, you've got to learn how to plan. You've got to learn how to schedule. Um, you're not good at it, practice. You know, what if your kids said to you, I'm not good at making my bed and taking out the garbage and I'm never going to be good. You do it, mom. We'd have a stroke. Well, you know, I mean, we want them to do what they say they're not good at. Why aren't we following suit? Absolutely. What are the, so in order to do that, you've got to surround yourself with people that are working on creating plans that are good at that. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You know, Alex, I, um, one of the things that I started during COVID was we used to have, and we had it at your company. It was just, um, probably before you were licensed, but we had what was called Ninja Group Coaching. Well, I got too busy, so I stopped doing it and just was teaching full-time the Ninja installations. Well, during the pandemic, I begged and pleaded until they sought my way to bring Ninja Mastery back, and that is really the group coaching, and we're calling it Mastery now, but it's virtual. And I'll tell you what the key to the, to the virtual uh, platform is. It's the accountability. The students love, we do every other week for 90 minutes, every other week, twice a month for 90 minutes. So you get three hours a month live virtually with me. But here's the key. It's not that it's with me. It's that you have an accountability partner. And if that doesn't work out within about two weeks, let me know because we're going to switch partners. The accountability is the key. So if I'm not really good at scheduling, um, my accountability partner, if it was a great one, might say something along the lines of, how about this? Can I call, can I text you every morning? We'll talk once a week, but can I text you every morning and ask if you've got your calendar filled out for the day? Help them get great at it. You know, we weren't born great at real estate. We weren't born great leaders. I believe those are things that can be taught and learned if you really want to be successful in business. What do you think? I completely agree. I think that you can yeah. teach somebody how to plan. I think yep. that you can teach somebody how to, uh, but some people, I, it's totally reasonable that some people aren't naturally driven to plan. Um, right. And that can be a product of, of their upbringing. That could be a product of just whatever. Um, but you can learn how to do it. And, right. and I mean, we have so many tools available to us. We've got our calendar in our pocket all the time. Right. Um, and we've got the calendar in our pocket that syncs to the calendar on our desk that syncs to the calendar that's uh, on our, you know, coffee table. You know, it, it's all over the place. So, so you right. can't not have your plan and your, your planner in front of you. I mean, it's, it's right. constantly. So we've got all the tools in the world available to help right. us do it. You can learn. Right. I right. agree. Yeah. 
you know, I, I'm a firm believer in the fact that if the more things you have on your calendar each day that you've blocked time to do this, blocked time to do that, the more things you will accomplish at the end of the day, because there's something there telling you, you needed to do this at that time. So I've got to rush and get this done so I can move on to the next activity. Where if you just wake up and your calendar has nothing on it, you will spend the entire day playing on Facebook and cleaning out your emails right. and doing nothing else. Right. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I was so busy. And but yet you didn't do anything. Correct. That's right. Correct. And I feel like you have a lot more energy at the end of the day too, whenever you've followed a schedule and you block things off and then you check them, check them, check them. You're like, wow, look how amazing I am. Look at all the things I did today. Correct. Um, Agreed. So Terry, what are some of the most effective systems and um, yeah, just systems you've seen or worked with over the years for helping agents business plan? Well, of course, I'm going to speak the language of Ninja because that's what I've done for 20 years this year. Um, but our business plan, and it's funny because when I'm teaching uh, agents, I don't, I don't encourage you must complete the whole thing. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in if you have a little bit more this year than you had last year, that's a win. So you've got to have a plan in writing. Um, I'm a huge believer in carrying that plan around with you. So you see it. What we focus on expands. So the more we see what our plan is, the more we remember that's what we plan to do. The second thing is, of course, the Ninja Planner, which is our calendar. And yes, uh, fingernails on chalkboard, get ready. It's paper. Um, we know that what we write down, we are far more likely to accomplish than that which is electronic or in our head. And so the Ninja Planner for me, because I am a planner and I am a scheduler, um, is, is absolutely imperative. In fact, last night I sat here, it makes me laugh, Bobby, that you actually said that. I sat here at my desk and I had my 20, 2021 planner on my desk and I ma mapped out the next 12 months of my Ninja Mastery calls on paper, on a calendar that had the whole year. And when I got done and looked at it, I went, wow. This is going to be a great year. I felt so good about myself because I had been kind of scattered and kind of stressed because I hadn't put it in the 2021 calendar yet. And so I was wondering, had I double booked? And once it was there, I felt so accomplished. So that's exactly what you're speaking to. That's, I have my paper calendar for next year right here. That's oh I'm, good. I, I am a paper person because I truly believe there something happens in your brain whenever you have, and I use, I keep them right here, my pencil and my eraser. So things can yep. change and move, yep. but I, yep. it, there's just something in the brain that comes from physically writing something yes. that commits it better than just typing something in here. And this thing, the alarm may or may not go off. I may or may mm -hmm. not remember to do it, but when you I want to look, see it. yeah, I want to see, I like a month view and then a week by week view so I can quickly see what's going on, what's doing that. And I think when we have a better view of where we're going, we're easier to get there. You know, we talked early about having, you know, you talked about coming from Vegas to Kansas City, but the most important part of that was knowing you wanted to go to Kansas City. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why in the business planning, we start with how much money do you want to make? And we go through a very methodical page on how much you want to make, but then you've got to know what's the weather going to be like. Do I need an umbrella? Right. Do I need galoshes? Is it going to, am I going to need a parka? You know, you got to have all the tools to get there. So speaking of the weather and what may happen or may not happen in a world with so much uncertainty right now, 
that, you know, I don't think that when people were business planning, when they should have been in October and November of last year, they would have predicted everything that happened in March nope. going forward. So right. knowing where we are right now, not knowing what 2021 looks like, how should a um, realtor best proactively plan for next year with so many unknowns? What a great question. Oh my gosh. So now we know what next year could be like. Mm -hmm. So it could be whatever normal is. It could be like this year. And again, I would preface it with, will your life be better or worse if you're not making any money next year? Uh, because really the people that we're talking to are the people that do this for a living. Their family uh, depends on their income, mm -hmm. right? Um, how do you plan for it? You plan for it. We're one of the three absolutes, food, shelter, and clothing. No matter what happens in our world, people need a place to live. We in Ninja ha say that people will spend money for two reasons. For, uh, to solve a problem, we affectionately call that pain or to feel good, we affectionately call that pleasure. So we're always looking for pain and pleasure in their lives to, in our minds, decide if maybe they're going to need us in the near future for a real estate transaction. So what's the best way to plan for next year? Number one, do I need to make any money? Oh, you do, perfect, good. All right, now do this. Plan, how much money do you need to make? Perfect. You know how much you need to make, how many households need to be on your database, and we have a formula for that in order to make that amount of money in your Kansas City market. Third, got it done. Number four, get in touch with those people and stay in touch with those people. Don't text them, don't email them. I mean, you can text, you can email, but pick up the phone. Can I give, can I give the best advice for 2021? It will differentiate you. It will set you apart and it will create value. Pick up the phone, call your people, and here's the key. Ask them how they are feeling. Not how are you doing, not how are you, but how are you feeling? Because if you catch me at the right time, uh, you'll just hear positivity galore. If you catch me at a bad day, which we've all had several of in 2020, if you ask how I'm feeling, and I think you really care, I'll tell you how I'm feeling. And so will our people. They, I call it loving on our people. And we don't love on our people enough. A text is not really loving. Uh, a, 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 an email is not really loving. Two pieces in the mailbox a month is not really loving. Loving is how are you feeling? How are the kids? How's school going? What about your jobs? Um, talking to them about them. We call it Ford questions, which stands for family, occupation, recreation and dreams. Talk to them about them. When you do, people love to talk about themselves. Hmm. That's my, I mean, wow. It's so old school. It's so basic, but it's absolutely powerful. There have but been a couple of articles that I've seen recently focused on, uh, you know, it's, it's the millennial generation that's, the, you know, afraid of the phone, but they're going back to the phone because they're a little tired of the uh, of Zoom calls. It, it, those actually are quite a bit more tedious, um, but sending email doesn't convey the right emotions frequently. Correct. And you've got the phone, which is a pretty good happy medium. Uh, and I think that, I, I do think people are calling more now than they used to. 
I do too. I had an agent who completely unnecessarily called me the other, the other day just to tell me a story that he could have emailed to me, he could have texted it to me, um, but it was, he, he called me because it was funny and he wanted to convey, we didn't do a Zoom call, that was unnecessary and took too much of our time. He mm -hmm. called me and it was, yeah. it, it was it, it's becoming a lot more okay to call people, I feel like, among the uh, younger, younger yes. crowd. Well, so Alex, this, so we all, we all talk about millennials and their FOMO, their fear of missing out. Sure. But millennials also have something called FORO, fear of reaching out. Mm, they yes. want to be reached out to. They don't want to do the reaching out. They don't mind it when you reach them. And I, I believe that, you know, one of our purposes as human beings is to create connections with other human beings. So when mm. we stop coming from a place of trying to get business, when we come from a place of contribution to someone else's life and we just yes. say, how are you feeling? What's going on in your life? Or I saw on Facebook, you're getting a new dog. How's that going? <laughs> just being a human to another human, yes. we accomplish so many more things and we all feel better at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. So I've got a question for you really quick. Okay. Um, I, I feel like we've got a lot of people that are working from home uh, right now. And I've got some people that are great at working from home. Bobby, knowing Bobby, is somebody that is likely pretty good at working from home. I'll tell you, I am terrible at working from home. I just am. I have to be in here. This is, this is where I have to be. And I figured that out very early on during, during the shutdown. I just can't do it at home. Um, and uh, I think that especially with, uh, with some of the newer agents out there, uh, I think that there are some of them that are not aware that they really suck at working from home. And nobody's telling them that they are, they're, they're not ready to work from home yet in some right. cases. And they're right. not good at it. And uh, can you, how do you feel about that? Am I off base on that? You're not. NAR, and this is pre-COVID, NAR told us statistically, and I'm going to misquote it probably, it was either 25 or 35 percent were that much less um, uh, pro profitable, um, successful if we work from home because there's too many distractions at home. Now, I think, um, Alex, that that's going to change because we've been forced to work from home. So now we're getting used to it. Sure. And so I think we're going to get better at it. But like you said, you have to work from home. There has to be a room, even if it's your bedroom. How many Zoom calls have you guys been on where somebody's background is their bed? I mean, it's, there's been lots of them, right? Yeah. And um, I think we're learning to work better from home. And we just have to figure out what space is that going to be that we work in. But it's, it, you're way more successful when you're around successful people. You're way more successful when you get up and you get ready for work. Mm -hmm. um, do your hair, uh, you know, get showered up, get dressed, because you never know what's going to happen that day. Yeah. What if somebody calls right in the middle of the day and says, I need to talk to you and I really, really want to see you. And there you are. You didn't do your hair. You got a beanie on. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it, it speaks volumes about our professionalism. Sure. sure. And you just feel so much more focused and polished and I can go do whatever as opposed Absolutely. to I'm going to lay around and watch some bonbons and, you know, eat some bonbons <laughs> and watch some TV. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So, 
Terry, we're coming to the end of our time here. We want to be very respectful of your time because you are a time blocker and a planner. We know that. Um, what's the one thing we haven't asked you today that we should have asked you and talked about today? Oh boy, what's the one thing you should have asked me? Um, gosh, you really, gosh. Alex, you said there it. was no preparation. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, the one thing you haven't asked me. I don't know that you haven't asked me this, but um, I guess the one thing I would want to say to um, to the industry, I come from a very uh, um, very blue collar, not successful, uh, no higher education family and background. Mm -hmm. um, I have made an amazing, amazingly gorgeous, beautiful life for myself and my family. Um, and I want so badly for those people that think I can't do it. I'm not educated. I don't come from a family that um, I don't, you know, I don't need all that money. I want so badly to help people reframe their mindset to realize that you can give so much more in life. You can do so much more in life. You can be so much more in life when you earn at a higher capacity. It's not about hoarding the money. It's about what we can do with it. And I, if I ever had a choice to do it over again, I would choose real estate every single time. It's the best industry on the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, if I want to support charities and do amazing things in my life, I have to have a lot of money to be able to do that. So you can do great things with money. That's sure right. Again. That's right. Well, Terry, Absolutely. despite the fact that I told you no preparation, the reason for that is because you are great at shooting from the hip. And it's been an absolute pleasure to, to have you on here today. So thank you so much. You're um, so welcome. And I know, that, I know that so many of the agents that listen to this are, are going to get a lot out of it. And are, uh, a lot of us are just going to enjoy hearing you at the beginning of a year that mm -hmm. we all need to just crush it in um, and, and move on from this 2020 thing. Well, thanks, guys. It was an honor to be your guest anytime. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. <laughs>